Having reached the tomb of the Heart of the Void, the party once again comes to a standstill, for there were no bodies and no heart to be found. However, as Val attempted to search the room with intent and a magical eye, he encountered a strange skeletal ghost that beckoned him to another plane. And meanwhile, Vamok, his mind enfeebled, feels the pull of power from down the hall. Val, as you are blinked out of existence in the material world, you are brought to somewhere, sometime. You don't know when. It looks like early fall. The trees beneath you are all orange and yellow. There's a grand sunset on the horizon, and the sky is painted with streaks of purple and red. You stand on the balcony of some great structure, some kind of fortress, a metal railing just in front of you. And then you begin to notice that it isn't the sunset casting the orange light, but great fires in the distance. And it isn't clouds that streak the sky, but plumes of acrid smoke that sting your nose and eyes. Beside you, you hear the metal clomp of feet and then a voice. It used to be beautiful, truly. (laughs) It used to be beautiful. Turning, you see a figure similar to an elfkin, though similar to the construction of some of the aspects that you fought. Ears pointed like Lyrians, not forked though skin still a slate gray shade. His eyes, as he briefly looks at you before turning back to this field of destruction below, are like stars. No pupil, just black, with points of lights sparkling and shimmering and moving. He holds out a hand over the railing, and you're kind of jostled a bit, actually, as you keep your balance and you realize whatever you're on, this huge structure, this fortress that you're in, it's moving. And he says, look, down there. This is Egadon. That's what you call it, don't you? Do you know who I am? Regretfully, I do not. I did not expect you to know. Precious few do anymore. My name is, was, Ganderic Viserio. I am the Sorcerer King of a faction known as the Engineers of an ancient race, your ancestors, the gods' ancestors. You predate the gods? Just the ones you know. Did you have gods? We all had gods. My god was knowledge, advancement, progress, and this just motions behind him to whatever structure you're in. Again, you can't tell from being on this little precipice if it's outside, but it seems like a massive moving metal monstrosity that stomps across the land. And every so often you hear these thunderous cracks and booms from deep below you reverberating throughout its hole. The only thing you can think of that even comes close is cannon fire from when you served on Captain Kelnias' ship. But this is a hundred times more intense, louder, more devastating. And with each of these rippling booms, you see dust and dirt and smoke rise from below you before it's swirled and swept aside by this massive walking fortress. What caused this conflict? It was unfortunate.
unfortunately very simple. We had our gods, and they had theirs. They sought other ends, whereas we sought perfection. Those of us that achieved it, you know today as your ethereals, your realities. Are we just doomed to keep repeating the same cycles of violence over and over again? You are the first that I have spoken to since my own demise. If this is truly a cycle, you are of the first round, the first order. Perhaps still then, you hold the power to break it. My companions and I, we seek an end to the notion of gods, to consolidation of power, perhaps an end to the concept of power as a whole. I don't know that we know how to go about doing this, or if we even have a semblance of a plan beyond you know, grand ideals, but I, I don't know if there is some sort of wisdom that you have gained in your lifetimes that you would share with me. Grand ideals have brought upon the doom of many a lesser man. I have watched your approach. You and some of those who travel with you do not seem like lesser men. Perhaps your grand ideals will win out in the end. I can give you what you came here to seek. It is not what you think it is. It is not tied to the world as you and your kind are. It is not enslaved to the gods, your gods. It does not serve the purpose you seek. You sought an instrument to kill the gods. They are beyond death at this point. Some of them, at least, are consciousness immaterial, able to manifest in whatever way they see fit, granted by the technology that I and my kin created long before they walked this planet. What I can give you predates them. It is the greatest weapon against the gods. It is a weapon that ignores them. They have no power over it. Everything you are, your friends, your lives, the trees, the air you breathe, the space between the stars innumerable in the sky are all bound to the ethereals as they would have it. This object is not. They cannot touch it. How does it work? Hmm. How indeed. And he just looks back out on this field that you see now taking shape below you. There are just thousands and thousands of little specks, like ants moving on the ground, armies marching against one another. And you just see streaks of smoke and fire in the air, followed by cacophonous booms and explosions that rack the ground and send a hundred souls at a time to the other side. It simply will do what you want it to do. 
I would not call it magic, for it is not so. Or what is it you call it these days? Intent. Yes, the concept they created to keep you in line. No, this runs on something purer, something older. Older indeed. How does it work, Valmesulisel? It works on whoever wields it. It is the one and true intent. You must draw from the earth, from yourselves, when you seek to enact your will upon the universe. And you have learned. I have seen you learn a more refined way to not bend the world to your will, but to convince it, fool it, that your will is its. This device supersedes will. There is no bending. There is no breaking. It ignores the gods and their rules. Whatever you want, it will call into being. Whatever you wish to transpire in the entirety of your thought. So I warn you, be you shallow or thorough, be sure of what you wish, for in the end, and he holds out his hand, and within it is just this little shape, multifaceted, almost like a gem, but metallic, glossy, strange, as if the light doesn't bend right when looking at it. It seems to be moving, hovering, though it's firmly in his grasp, and his skin is not changed in any way by its motions. One of two things will happen. Either it will be destroyed, or you will. It has only ever been used once before by the one who stands before you now. You can surmise what my choice was. I kept it intact, for I knew I could not enact the greater part of my will, for I was not perfect. I did not have your grand ideologies. Despite all this splendor, and he again motions to the absolute horror happening beneath you, and this giant contraption you're on, I was a simple man. You, and he holds it out, kind of going from palm to just holding it in front of him motioning for you to extend your own hand. That will do so. Perhaps you are not. And he drops it, and as soon as it impacts your palm, the next second you blink back into the world as you knew it. And everyone else, as they, in that split second, started to maybe run toward you or look around, just see Val come back. Now, in your hand, holding a small device. The heart of the void. Does everybody see this, by the way? Yes. I think Mick will hesitantly, in response to seeing this, will say, Well, is that it? It is, yeah. So simple. Where did you go? To the past. To a memory. I don't rightfully know how to describe it. Um, Val will, like, close his hand around the heart of the void, and then use Rary's telepathic bond to, like, feed the images and memories of what he just experienced to the group. You can't. I can't. It's as if it didn't happen. Ooh. 
So does Val remember that then? No, no, yeah, Val remembers it. It's just you can't impart it. Oh, okay. So even if I tried to talk about it, like, I I, I just can't. It's as if you were trying to describe to someone who'd never seen color what blue is like. That's the sensation. Rolandier's eyes immediately, as soon as Val reappeared, darted between first the object in his hand and then immediately over to Cadagas. What's he doing? Cad, uh, his eyes meet yours, <laughs> Rolandier. <laughs> as his were flitting around and then as you land on him, his land on you. Rolandier's just locking eyes, just making sure he's not making any moves or anything. Well, now what? What do you mean, now what? You hold it in your hand? What is it? Where'd you get it? What does it do? It is a tool beyond our world. It does what we will it. So now that we have it, are our wills aligned? That depends on you, Rolandier. I know not, as of now, what you seek, hmm? What do you wish to do now that you have been bestowed upon this great power? Are your intentions still to strike down the beings that lord over us? Hesitating a little bit, looking at Cat, and then turning back to Val. If I can offer a suggestion, I think we need to take a few moments. It's been a long day. I think it would be best to at least have the loud talkative one come back and join with us. I think we all need to sleep on this. This is something monumentous we have achieved. Good job, everyone. We've done it. But as you rightfully point out, Cad, the next step is crucial. And I don't think I at least am in the right frame of mind to make any decisions. I don't think we have to make a decision now. The world that we live in, I know now, is a fabrication of sorts put in place by the gods. This allows us to return to some degree to what it was like before. It is outside of their power and their purview. Erna, of all people, actually speaks up. I I don't understand, then. You say this thing you've retrieved can return. Egadon to what? Before the gods? There was no Egadon before the gods. There was, I have seen it. I don't even know that it was called Egadon, then. And this Egadon you've seen, was it the paradise that we're all hoping for? No, by no means. But it could be. And how do you propose that? How could that be, Val? I'm not sure yet. And I have to be sure. Kelnius just kind of looks around at everyone after an extended silence. So are we going to use it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But we don't know what we're going to use it for. That's what it sounds like to me, Val. I could be wrong, but it seems that not only Cad is not aligned with our goals, but we don't even know what our goals are. I don't think they've ever really been within reach before. It was... Frankly, I think a lot of us probably planned to die by the hands of the gods in the process of trying to achieve what we want. As everybody is talking, you hear footsteps stumbling and you see Vamak. He's like walking through the hallway, but you know, he's walking with his hands outstretched, you know, and he's touching the walls and any objects 
you can tell he's like trying to look around, but he can't see anything, right? His eyes are truly blind. And he's just kind of like stumbling around and making his way slowly towards Val. I'm sorry. My favorite thing about this is that literally Archibald was assigned to watch this guy. It was like, carry on. (laughs) You've got it. (laughs) Like, as Vamok is stumbling his way towards him, Rolandier very determinedly goes towards him. And if Vamok doesn't show any sort of awareness to his presence, or at least resistance that he's there, Rolandier is going to kind of go to his side to shore him up a little bit and bring him not super close to the group, but like close enough that he's there. Vamok, uh, at first, you know, he kind of recoils. You know, he doesn't know what's going on. Again, operating at bare minimum brain power. But as he feels that one, you're not attacking him and two, that you're kind of bringing him towards the rest of the group, he just goes along with it. So Rolandier maintains a good bit of distance from especially Val and the heart of the void but you know kind of making him feel included (laughs) as you stop moving he kind of sits there and he like feels your face and you can feel that his hand is a little slick he kind of just pushes you away and he starts hobbling and stumbling towards Val Laurel is morbidly curious to let this happen but (laughs) Val is not (laughs) Val is not Rolandier follows a short distance behind. He he's not restraining him in any way, nor is he like right beside him, but he's he's definitely close enough to reach out and grab him. And he he actually, as a matter of fact, he's going to ready an action to grab Vamok should he attempt to lunge or anything at Val. Can Val attempt to gently will Vamok to stop? Through intent or how? Yeah, intent. Yeah, uh, roll animal handling. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I will. <laughs> no, no, this will just be pure role play. No roles here. Okay. As Vamok feels this gentle, like, stoppage, he'll stop, but you can tell, like, his head is still kind of, it's like scanning the room, but it's scanning the room in the direction that you're in, right? And you can see, like, his nostrils, like, flare and twitch a little bit. He can feel something, but he, he does stop for a moment. Yeah, um, he looks to make Enrilandir. He says, when you two, I don't know, tried to overpower his mind, did you see anything, experience something? What is his mind like? Darkness. There's something beyond him that is insatiable. I do know, and perhaps you saw it as well, Mick. There was... At some point, something good, something light, but it is so consumed. The fact that he's even able to tell, but I'm sure he can feel the heart's pull right now. That's the only thing that is bringing him to you. I don't know if there's any coming free of that. I would like to try. How far away is Val from Vamak at this point? Where did Val stop him? Maybe like 20 feet. Okay. The intention that Val has here with intent, rather than this sort of like tricking or persuasion of intent that the Sorcerer King had mentioned to Val was this sort of like second form that he practices now. I think Val genuinely is reaching out to that something, that good thing in Vamok, not necessarily trying to bring it forward, but just stabilize it and then remove 
or sate this hunger. It's the hunger that's the problem in Val's mind and nothing else about Vamok. It's the fact that he cannot, like, quench this thirst that makes him dangerous. Val would like to try to take that specific trait from him. Okay. So you're not using any kind of intent that you've practiced before, is what you're saying? Yeah. (laughs) In that case, Val, roll a d20 and a d10. Seven on my d20 and a two on my d10. You feel this strange wave of peace come over you, at least. You're not sure if it extends to Vamok or anyone else, but right now where you're standing, you feel at ease. You feel calm. You feel like the world is glowing around you, as if the stones beneath your feet and the pillars that are holding up this sunken chamber are singing as you see vibrations in the air the slightest rippling of wind and breath that leaves every being in this room. Vamak, he still has the feeble mind going, you know, but like you can see like his, you know, the body language has calmed down. He's, He's like no longer scanning the room. His nostrils aren't flaring anymore, but instead like he, it looks like he's looking right at Val, not the heart of the void. And he just slowly takes some steps towards you. He's not, like, threatening or anything. As non-threatening as Vamak can be, you know. <laughs> it's Vamak. And he goes up to you, and he reaches out his, like, his non-clawed hand and puts it just kind of, like, you know, on, on your cheek. And he can't say anything, but, like, you look at him, like, in the eyes... And for like a little moment, it's like you can see that peace inside of Vamak. And then in the next moment, you see something else as his hand grips around your throat. Sweet. <laughs> and his other hand, the clawed one, takes its claws, which as he like lifts it up, everybody watching can see was wet and slick with blood previously. And it comes down and it digs into Val's arm where he's holding the heart of the void. And Vamak just like starts twisting and cranking Val's arm, trying to get him to release his prize. Can Rolandier take his stored action at any time during this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, freaking Rolandier, why don't he have his sword out? Um, Rolandier's just going to try to straight up Restrain Vamok, which is a little non effective, whatever, because of how bulky Vamok is. But yeah, just gonna try to restrain him. Just kind of gut instinct, mainly trying to get his claw arm out of Val. Well, this will be contested strength, because it'll be a grapple, but Vamok will have disadvantage, because you're otherwise occupied. Rolander got a 24. It's a good thing Vamok had disadvantage for you. Vamok rolled a 5. Okay. So. Immediately, as soon as Vamok digs this clawed hand into Val, Rolander, who had been trailing just a few feet behind, kind of jumps up onto his back and just leans backward, using his body weight to pull the claw out of Val's arm, freeing Val from that chokehold and, for the time, restraining Vamok. Val will immediately retreat backwards, like stumbling away, just getting as far as possible from Vamok right now. 
In a split second, Lyrian looks to Rolandir, nods to him, and as Rolandir nods back, Lyrian realizes he's got Vamok and he's bolting back to where Archibald was taking care of Vamok. Vamok, as he's being grappled, is he facing Rolandir at this point? Rolandir had come at him from the back, so... You came out from that, so you got, like, both of his arms? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Vamok, with his slick, bloody hand, is going to try to, like a greased wiener, get that. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? How, how would you guys grasp this? Um, like a greased wiener. Where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what that is. <laughs> um... Vamak is going to try to slip one of his hands uh, out of Rolandir's grasp, the, the, the blood slick one, so that he can then turn around and face Rolandir. As this is going on, Mick is just going to yell, enough! And is going to take out her dagger and stab Vamak in the neck. Dang! Chris, make a just attack roll with advantage since he's restrained. Natural 20, Calc oh, 29. Yes. Wow, that's a critical hit. You betcha. (laughs) Mick will successfully stab the mock in the side of his neck. And, you know, I don't think he's an expert in medicine. And so I don't think he knows where he's stabbing, but it's in the neck, baby. It's a paper cut and it's 13 damage. But he got him there and I assume that distracts him at least, so... As you stab into, it does cut across Vamok, but he is able to, like, wrench himself out of the way of a fatal blow. As Mick is coming down, Brynjör is going to forcefully run into Mick. That's just with my strength, right? Yep. That's a 21. Does that hit Mick? You betcha. Uh, That'll be nine damage. So you just bull rush Mick. Yes. Brynjör runs, uh, slamming into Mick, bringing her to the ground. You can try. You made an attack. You didn't do a grapple. Okay. This whole time, as that's, like, going on, Vamok is not... He's not, like, trying to do anything, like, tricky, like, oh, I remember my jujitsu moves or whatever. He is, like, going nuts. He is just, like... With his hands like tied up, he's trying to get his hands free. He's like biting at anything that comes close to his mouth, mostly just the air. But like he's also trying to use like his hands and his claws to dig into Rolandier's sides to try to like get him to release him. He's doing everything that he can. He's just thrashing around. He's not staying still whatsoever. He is in full-on attack mode, right? All he feels is threats from everywhere, and so he is just, like, lashing out at anything that gets close. Well, while that lashing out is happening, Kelnies runs up behind Val and will steady him if need be and assist in wrenching, you know, Vamok off of him and pulling him to safety. Erna... The Demlik woman in Cad's party, seeing Brynir just like charge and smash into Mick, though Mick is able to keep her ground, her composure, Erna will bull rush Brynir <laughs> and try to restrain him. So roll a d20, Seth. Number to beat is 17. Well, I just rolled a 17, so I think I beat it. <laughs> Nothing happens. 
But Mick will respond to this happening just instantaneously after he's being bullrushed and then Erna bullrushing. And Mick will literally yell, reach out his hand towards Vamok and will say, no more. And will cast true intent and will almost put like an orb around Vamok to restrain him, like kind of a bubble so that he cannot hurt other people. Great. You will be contesting Cad's intent. <gasps> Caddyshack. All right. What's happening? I rolled a 65 and a 52. That's pretty good. But Cad's better. <laughs> Cad is better. Um, Come on. Cad's always better. I mean, he's in, he isn't better in that. You do beat him. Oh, oh, I do. Nice. Yeah. That's what's up. Does Mick know that she was fighting against Cad during that? You feel Cad try to stop you and you overpower him. And you create this shield around Vamok that also forces Rolandir back. And so now everyone is kind of just around this shielded Vamok, arranged in a circle. Kelnias is right beside Val. Erna kind of stands, a little crouched down, facing off between Brynir and Mick. Mick beside her. And then there's Rolandir and Cad. And having not acted at all, Having stood almost perfectly still during this entire altercation, Fornorst then walks forward and just starts reaching out a hand toward the bubble and Vamok. Is this bubble pretty confining? Is it like pretty tight or is it like full on hamster ball? Like, could he reach? Could he touch like opposite sides of it at once? Or is it a little bit bigger than that? I'm going to say it's pretty dang confining. It basically encompasses your whole body but you can't really reach out your arms at all. Okay, Vamak is just going to try to strain against this as much as he can. So, like, in any way that he can, like, obviously he can't maneuver his body into an advantageous position, but he's still going to try to, like, push his arms and his shoulders out to, like, get out of this. As you're straining and kicking and flailing and roaring, Fornors just walks right up to the bubble, passes right through it, and he just places a finger on your forehead and Vamok falls to the ground and the bubble dissipates. Okay. And then with a gasp of air, Vamok shoots upward and you are no longer feeble-minded. Is he violent still? I was going to say, Rolandir at like, between the moment of being pushed away and Fornorst walking towards him, he's since drawn his sword. He is very, very leery of everything so he's just kind of waiting to see Vamok's present attitude Vamok as he like comes to he's breathing kind of heavy his mannerisms are normal Vamok mannerisms now and he he like looks around but this time he's actually looking around right and he's taking stock of the situation and he looks around all the mayhem around him and he like he calms down and he says thank you that was just what I needed. And then he's going to take his claw hand and stab it through Fornorse's torso. And Vamok will try to take all of the essence that he can from Fornorse and then just eject it outwards in like a glorious burst of essence that's going to get everybody off of him. Before Rolandir's sword freaking comes and chops his arm off. <laughs> You roll intent, Rolandir roll attack. Nat 20! <laughs> yeah, oh, 20, nat yes! 20. <laughs> Vamok got a 20 into 94. 
<laughs> okay. What Rolander get a nat twenty? Rolander got a nat twenty, and he is pouring every bit of whatever juice he's got into this. So you want you want me to do my rolly rolls? Yeah, do do damage, and then we'll deal with intent. Okie dokie. So, being pushed back away, readying his sword, seeing Vamok come to look around, and then proceed to impale Fornorst in a very similar manner that, you know, makes his gut tingle <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Rolandier just charges every bit of intent energy that he can into a very powerful strike, trying to sever this deformed clawed arm from Vamok. And he is going to deal 116 damage. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. What kind of wound is that? That's a lethal. He has that's, 133. That's, that is a lethal. You chop his arm off right above the elbow. And as you do, this conduit of essence that was being drawn from Fornorst, who is kind of like this husk almost now, that just bursts. And everyone is just flattened against the walls in this wave of energy as the columns break and the thrones are shattered. Val, who probably is clutching the heart of the void to his chest, is just spun through the air and smacked against the wall. Kelnius, who had actually managed to grab you, takes a good part of the blow and you hear this kind of sickening crunch underneath you as you hit her into the wall. Everyone's ears are ringing. Blood pours from your ears, from your heads. And in the middle of the room is just Vamok on his knees, his arm gushing this corrupted blood. And Rolandir, unfazed, standing over him. A few moments pass, and then Cad from the edge of the room, getting to his feet and coming to the edge of the stairs that lead to this little circular area where the two of them are, says, <coughs> I'll go on. Do him in! Finish this off! Standing above Vamok, Rolander's just looking at him. Vamok's obviously in a tremendous amount of pain and physical disfigurement, but he just whispers down to him, I'm sorry. And he's gonna raise his sword one more time for his second attack. And as you raise it up, you freeze. For Rolandir, nothing has changed. No time is passing. But for everyone else, you just see Rolandir like like as if he just glitched. And he kind of shimmers. And from near the entrance of the room, sitting up on her gurney, Luna's hand is outstretched. Her nose is bleeding. One of her eyes is bloodshot. Something seems to have impacted her. There's stone, dust all over her. And she just says, No one else is dying today. And she slowly gets to her feet, giving Vamok just, you know, enough time to look at her and scoot a few feet out of the way, still gripping your bleeding arm. And then Luna just, her eyes roll back in her head and she falls down on the stone floor and Rolandir swings down into open space. Vamok looks towards Luna and just quietly to her now unconscious body says, You are a fool. And then he's going to pass out from the blood loss and slump over onto the ground. Cad, sputtering, coughing, he looks down at Erna beside him, who there's a great spattering of blood on the wall where her head impacted it, and the back of her head is just matted with blood, and 
Her skull is a bit concave. He doesn't even need to check her pulse to see that she's dead. And Cad stumbles down next to her landier, gripping his chest and his side. Let me ask, what is mixed damage currently? Your legs are working, your arms are tingly. There's a deep pain in your abdomen, and that's about all you can tell. So with this, Mick is going to try to stand up and is going to look around the room and see the extent of the damage that has occurred and actually will look to kind of in the back and into the side of, of her and see that Kelniace is underneath Val and also sees Val's damage as well and will immediately run towards them try to lift Val off of Kelniace and see the extent of the damage. Val has been sort of in shock since the Vamok situation went awry. It has presented him once again with the fact that, like, while his ideals are ideals, they are naive in many circumstances and cannot do what he wants them to do. He is sort of, I think when Mick comes over, he kind of instinctively moves away out of fear initially, like someone is coming to take this object from me that has incredible power, sees that it's Mick, relaxes, and will let her help him. Yeah, I think that Mick is going to see this natural reflex uh, away from her and will say, Val, it's me, Val. I, I know, I, it, it, help Kalnius if you can, I don't. I don't want to use this under duress, Mick, but I'm feeling like I should. Brynir, he, he gets up off his knees and looks a, a bit ashamed of himself, but seeing that uh, Luna had risen and then collapsed is going to go check on her. With Mick and Val, with Kelnius beneath you, you're able to turn her over and you see a lot of dark blood flowing down from the back of her head down to her neck, and she just... <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> and as she, she opens her eyes, you can see one is just flooded with blood. Her cheek seems to be fractured. She gingerly touches her jaw and just... Ah, 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 oh, no. Oh, damn. Uh, Mick will say, hold still. You put up a heck of a fight. I'll tell you that much. Well... Anyways, and Mick is going to cast Real Intent and will try to aid and heal her wounds. I rolled a 95 and a 99. Woo! As this intent, this essence, this healing essence is flowing from your fingertips into Kelniace, you see her wounds don't change. She just reaches a hand out and cups your chin, and then her, her fingers fall off you. And, oh. Oh, Mick. <laughs> this is a bad one. This is a bad one. And as you you continue to try to channel, even you know, growing a little weary yourself, Kelniace notices this, that you're getting weaker, but your healing magic is doing nothing, that the intent seems wasted. She just gently reaches up, and takes your hands in hers, and you see a glimmer of understanding in her eyes. And she goes, Mick, Mick, stop. God, stop, please. Hold up. Mick, stop. No. Stop. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. You know why. You remember, don't you? I remember, Kelly. We all, 
we all paid a price to leave the Twilight Eternal. I'm sorry. We all knew this day would come. It'll come for all of us. Reaper gets his due. I'm just... And again, she puts your hand down in your lap as you're kneeling beside her. You already saved us before. Already saved me. Gods and all the others. He gave us a second chance to to come here in the first place. To be where we are now. And I'm happy to have given to have given you. And then she falls still. No, you stay with me, Kelnias. You stay with me. I can't lose you again. And after Mick says that, Mick is going to scoop up Kelnias into her arms and is going to start rocking her back and forth and say, stay with me. Stay with me. 